You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Shy Sox Weekly, presented to you by White Sox Nation and Weggard Enterprises. I'm John Suarez, along with my co-host, Tony Marchese. Tony, how you doing today, man? John, I'm doing quite well. Unfortunately, again, we're recording a podcast on the day where the Sox seem to get killed. Kind of becoming a theme, it seems. Yeah, it has happened the last, I want to say, four times in a row, but... It wasn't even that bad because the Sox actually have been playing decent baseball as of late, have they not? They have. In fact, I was really excited before they played this game today because I was going to say that, hey, we get to talk about you know, what looks to be a winning streak. And we didn't quite get there. I don't, I don't even think I got to watch a second of that game today. Kind of happy that I didn't, though. Uh, it sounded like it was pretty bad. Yeah, these uh, midday, uh, weekday games are going to be the death of us. But the Sox fell today to the Minnesota Twins. They were going for their second straight series victory. They did just come off their series victory against the Milwaukee Brewers. And I want to say that they were, what, 5-5 in their last 10, you said, Tony? They were uh, over the last 10. It was, you know, 500 baseball. It's, It's definitely turned itself around. Speaking of the number 10, today is episode 10 of Shy Sox Weekly. We hit double digits, Tony. We made it. Yes, we did, and it's been a pretty fun past 10 episodes. Uh, last podcast we did with was uh, with White Sox Dave, and, and that was excellent. Before that, we had uh, the 108, Harry Tynowitz, and our first ever guest, Clinton Cole. And in fact, uh, to join us on our 10th episode, who do we have today, John? Yeah, so today we're bringing Clinton back on, and the reason being was because this past week the MLB draft happened, and we were all looking forward to that. It finally came and went, and the White Sox executed pretty well. I think they made some pretty well choices, so we're going to see what Clinton has to say about that today. Yeah, looking forward to that. What better guy to give us some insight than the guy that covers the minor leagues for the White Sox very well, I must say. Uh, he's a joy to follow on Twitter. Yeah, he's a good follow. So he's been um, he's been in North Carolina. Well, he's obviously he's in North Carolina, but he's been to the Canapolis uh, Intimidators ever since Luis Robert been called up. So I think he was there for his first pro career hit. So, but uh, let's bring him on and let him tell us ourselves. Well, before we before we get uh, get right to Clinton, uh, I do want to apologize to our listeners. Unfortunately, we did not have a podcast last week. It has been a little bit of time, uh, and I want to let the listeners know that's because John oh, went on the disabled list uh, for for a short period of time. He had flu like symptoms. Uh, he is back. He's on a new diet. Uh, he's ready to roll. And uh, how you feeling? I mean, that was that was quite a scary, uh, scary few days there for you. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got really sick. There was this flu bug going around at my work because people like to go to work sick, which is just I don't get why people do that. Just stay home. Stay. PSA: If you're sick, if you're driving to work right now and you're listening to this, turn around and go home. Yeah, there's nothing. I hate people like you. There's there's nothing worse. Then when your coworker is just, you know, coughing and hacking or, you know, they walk in and they tell you, well, I don't feel so well. Stay home. It's their aura. 
It's just yeah, everything know. about them. All right, well, yeah. Stay Moving home, on from that, stay home I was and on watch my... White Sox baseball. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I did. I was on my deathbed for like three days, so we kind of skipped out on last week. And then with the draft happening, we kind of pushed this episode back until the draft was all finished up. So, without further ado, let's bring on Clinton Cole from Future Sox. And we have Clinton Cole here from Future Sox. Clinton, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. So, Clinton, uh, here you're just coming back from a game down in Winston-Salem. Uh, how did that go today? Uh, well, Bernardo Flores uh, threw another quality or had another quality start. He's just been a quality start machine, but uh, the Dash lost 7-3 to Salem. The uh, They'd won five in a row. They lost last night. Now they've lost again tonight. Now they're on the road for three at Carolina before coming back uh, Monday, I think, for uh, an extended period of time. So, I mean, they've been playing well. And they were getting good starts and stuff. I think Cease throws maybe tomorrow or Saturday. So, you know, it is what it is. Very good stuff. Very good stuff, Clinton. Now, uh, you got to witness something pretty cool uh, this past week. And I know we want to get into a bunch of stuff with you. Uh, Very excited to have you on. But uh, the one thing that we really want to touch on here is you got to witness something that I think a lot of White Sox fans have been waiting for especially this year it's been rough up at the major league level uh you got to see uh Luis Robert play and uh actually witness his first hit uh do you want to go in a little bit of detail about uh how yeah. he looked yeah so uh Canapolis was okay so on Wednesday uh which is we're recording this what Thursday I don't know is that yeah today's Thursday um <laughs> and so, yeah, so, geez, a lot of baseball yesterday. So yesterday morning, uh, well, he made his debut on Tuesday, and I was unable to go Tuesday. You know, I, was, um, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I was with my girlfriend, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, anyways, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> go um, because, you know, priorities. And um, Got to keep the lady happy. Yeah, we were, we're, just, we're just happy that you're making right decisions, but, you know, that's well, – Well, yeah, well, listen, listen. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, basically, let, let's, we know what's more important in life. There's, there's some things that you can, there's some things that are more important in life and baseball is great, but you know, but anyway, all right. So, uh, Wednesday morning, I realized that they, you know, they're playing in Hickory, which is about an hour away from me, same distance as Canapolis. I was like, well, you know, why not go and see him? Um, because let's be honest, $26 million signing bonus. Um, <laughs> he's better. He better be playing center field next to Eloy Jimenez in two years. Let's go see him and see what he's all about. So he doesn't. First of all, I didn't speak a lick of English, um, and you know I, I'd I'd seen him at media day in Winston Salem, um, but he that was with his cast. So I went down to Hickory, and he was DHing. So he had he had played center field the night before. And Luis Gonzalez moved to right field, and then um, you know so then on Wednesday he was DHing. So first couple of bats, I think he struck out. Uh, chased a few pitches, and I was like, you know, learning curve. You know, it's going to take a little bit. And then uh, I think he came up to the plate with runners at second and third, maybe, um, and had himself a two-run single for his first uh, professional hit. And then in the ninth inning, I'm sitting in the dugout, um, and, I mean, on the dugout steps, like not the ones closest to the plate, but, you know, towards first base, taking pictures there. And I'm stabbing pictures, and he, and he hits the ball, and I'm stabbing him like, oh, I, I like pop up, you know, first base. I look up, I look out, it hits off the wall in right field, 
and he gets himself a double. And I'm sitting here thinking, that was, I, I thought maybe a pop-up short right field first base or whatever. But that man muscled up and hit it off the wall. And I think, I think it went over the yellow line. But no, I mean, there's two umpires. There's obviously no replay and, and low A ball. So uh, I think it went out. But it hit, they say it hit off the wall. It hit off the wall at some point. He's standing on second base. So that's all great, right? And then, so a couple pitches later, he steals third. He's dead to rights at third base. He stops and puts a juke move on the third baseman. No. And then steps on third and steals the base. He didn't slide. The ball beat him by a second and a half. And it's the it's the equivalent of crossing over in basketball or a running back, like, duking a linebacker. That's exactly what he did. And I got a picture of it. And it was just uh, – I just – he, yeah, he, he just he just stands out like no other, and it's just I'm so excited to, to see him. I mean, he's gonna be in Canapolis for a couple more days. I think the Dash are back home Monday, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him with the Dash Monday or Tuesday or something like that. You're uh-huh. you're one of the reasons why I don't have an MILB TV subscription yet because I feel when I'm watching your Twitter feed, I get everything I need. Well, you know, I I can only. Uh, you know, Birmingham, I'm not going to Birmingham. So, um, But Charlotte and, you know, Charlotte and Kopech pitches, he's pitching tomorrow, uh, which is Friday. I'm going down there um, with, with the girlfriend, actually. We're going to go down and catch the Kopech start. So I'll be taking any pictures, but we'll be there for balance. that. Life's um, all about balance. Saw, yeah, absolutely. And I saw Fulmer down there. Um, I haven't seen a Rodon start, which, I mean, we always – You're not going to. just brought up a name. You just brought up a name that – that's very fond to the Shy Sox Weekly podcast, and that's Carson Fulmer. You said you saw one of his starts. How how's Carson Fulmer doing? I don't know if you've gotten the chance to talk to him or uh, see the demeanor of, of how everybody's been treating Carson Fulmer down there. What's what's the general consensus around Carson Fulmer these days? Since he's not up here in well, Chicago, what, and it was it was his it was his first start um, in Charlotte, and he walked six guys. Um, you know, he, he did well, he, he did all right, but he walked six guys and after the game, yeah, I mean, I did interview him and man, I have never, like his confidence level is through the roof. Like he was just like, yeah, walk six guys, you know, blah, 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 but it's cool. And you know, I'll do better. And like, he's like, I know where I belong and I don't, be- you know, I belong in the majors. I just got to get back to where I can be up there. So like, he's not worried one bit. But then the next time I'm up, out, he walked like four more guys or something. So I don't really know. Um, what his 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 I mean, and you you can't you just can't give free bases. To people. This like, this sounds like a guy who doesn't know what his problem is, and that's exactly what it sounds like. He did, but he was just trying to compensate for it by being confident and trying to mask that. Where you know the common fan, you know, we're you know not us, but you know the the normal socks and oh yeah, you, you know whatever, blah 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 blah. He'll be fine, but then you know people that know what they're talking about, he's not fine. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I, he doesn't belong. I just don't think he belongs in a rotation. I, I think he's better suited for an inning or two out of the pin. Um, and just, I, I don't know, may, maybe, maybe not. He's got a two, one, two ERA now down at Charlotte. His ERA was eight in Chicago. So, I mean, we're not, the numbers, the ERA, or that's not what we're supposed to be looking at. Charlotte. In a, you fall out of your chair. What was that? Yeah, let's ignore I think, that. I'm pretty sure that was one of. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Not that only was one. Is the fucking no. train like like chewing in the background or whatever you would call it when it 
I was going to say honk, but it's I don't think that's chewing. what it is. The train is chewing <laughs> in the background. The train's choo-chooing in the background, and I dropped the I, empty Gatorade bottle was off that, the table. Was, hey, was that, the, was that the Sebi Zavala train? There it is. Yes, it was. That was the Sebi Zavala train. It, it makes its way through my neighborhood about every 30 minutes. I'll tell you this about Carson. Uh, his his strikeout-to-walk ratio is worse in Charlotte than it was in Chicago. So okay. That's just terrible. Yeah, that's not encouraging. And, and we kind of looked at this at the beginning of, of the season, John, and I'm pretty sure that I said that this guy doesn't belong in a rotation or anywhere near it. I think it's really past that point. Now, the real question that I have for both of you guys, as you as I know that you both play MLB The Show, what what's Carson Fulmer doing in your franchise modes? I'm in 2020, and he's, still, he's either still in AAA or he's not in my organization anymore. I promise you that. Well, I'm 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 in 18 May of 18. We discussed this, and what I did was I called every single person up and traded for Nolan Arenado, but I gave my guys a little. I I progressed a little bit, but anyways, Homer is not on my team. <laughs> he's just not. He's not in my pen. He's not on my team. I think he might be in Double A. I don't even know, but I have Lincoln Hensman on my team over him. So there you go. Yeah, for me, he's sitting in in AAA right now, uh, in a relief role. I did start the season with him coming out of the pen, but uh, uh, I think he was pitching to the tune of like a six nine three ERA and not really doing anything effective. So he quickly found the found the door and, and went down to uh, Charlotte, and I believe for either Kopech or. It may have been yeah, another reliever at that point in time, but uh, not, on my, like my, not on my squad as well. Yeah, and actually, you know, the first the first little... few times that I used Carson Fulmer in, in the show, I was quietly impressed. I was like, this is really not Carson Fulmer. Whose who's stats did you? No, absolutely not. No. So it, I, it's not. I, I, I don't think he's – I mean, I think Jordan Stevens gets called it before he gets the call back. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I want to see something new. I'm tired of seeing the same projects, you know, repeated over and over. I mean, Fulmer clearly. How, how do you say that you haven't seen anything new this year, John? I mean, look at, we've got Daniel Palka. I mean, pitching The entire less. Charlotte Knights roster is on the White Sox. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I was going to say, we've seen uh, I'm pitching Rondone. Wise. We've seen Rondone. We've seen Palka. Well, Xavier Cedeno. We just purchased the contract of Cedeno. He's coming up. We we send Bum, uh, Aaron Bummer back down, didn't we? Juan Manaya. Oh, yeah, Juan but Manaya. like Bummer, Manaya, like we've all seen these guys. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You you don't get what I'm saying? Non bullpen guys, you mean? Yeah, like I don't know the people that the people that are actually going to be here in a year and a half. Exactly, people that well, I want to see what they will do in Chicago and it matter. Well, it sounds like we're going to see Carlos Rodon back this weekend. So there's there's your new new thing. Yeah, that's why when uh when Clint said that he saw Rodon or whatever earlier, I was like, "Well, you're not going to again." Or hopefully not, at least. <laughs> no, I what I said was I didn't because I don't Oh, care. you didn't get to see him? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I I don't care about that because like who cares? Like he's he better strike out ten guys in five innings, or he better strike out nine guys in, in three or four innings. Like he better be doing that stuff. 
Yeah. Because he's supposed to be the ace of our staff, right? Right now, at least. Yeah, that's our number three overall pick. That's the highest uh, draft pick the Sox have had in the last little while, and that'll kind of bring us into the draft, which we're, we haven't really kind of touched on yet. So the draft happened in the last week. Um, the White Sox had the number four overall pick in the first round where they selected Nick Madrigal, the infielder. I don't know what his real position. They listed him as a shortstop, but he played second base all year out of Oregon State. And then um, in the second round, they went and they drafted um, – who do they draft? I don't even remember who they drafted Steel in the second round. Steel Walker. Steel Walker, that's right. What the 108, 108 they- favorite name. Uh no, I think I'm pretty sure that Cherizi went with Gunnar Troutwine. Um which That's are, right, they did draft him later on. So uh we wanna kinda get a little bit of what uh Clint thinks about a few of the Sox draft picks. So we'll start with that. I know you wanted uh you were talking with us and you kinda wanted them to go pitcher with that pick, so let's get a little bit of insight on that. Uh yeah. I definitely wanted them to take Brady Singer. Um and that didn't happen, obviously. They took Nick Madrigal, which people are saying that, you know, like if you can't compare him to, I, I guess the I guess a close comp is Pedroia without the power. Like, what's. That's a weird count. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, what? That, that sounds like Gordon Beckham to me. Like, that's what that's... it sounds like. And we thought before we, before we hit live or whatever, you're talking about what we don't want him to be is Yomer Sanchez. And I said, what it sounds like he's going to be more of is Gordon freaking Beckham. He's got all the publicity coming out of coming out of college. He played in a big program. He had a very successful college uh, career. And I still remember Gordon Beckham hitting a walk off against the Cubs his rookie year. I, I'll not, I won't forget that one. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of think that it might have lost for words. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like. It, the other thing you guys brought up, and what I heard on, the, on watching the the draft broadcast, was he moved to second base because his teammate was better defensively. Like, what are we doing? I think if you're gonna spend a fourth pick on someone, you need to be awesome all around. He's right. Hit. That's that's exactly what I was I was thinking too. That was kind of weird about that pick. And, and I don't know if maybe Clinton and I kind of agree on on this more than more than John does because. John, you're definitely on record saying that you fucking love this pick. And I like it. I really do like the pick, dude. So I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not taking that back. I, I guess I'm kind of in the middle here. I don't think that it was terrible, but I'm kind of more in the we should have maybe went pitcher camp. Um, we're already loaded in the outfield. We also already seem to have kind of long-term assets in our middle infield at the major league level. And I get the let's go best player available mentality, but you want the best player available. That's going to help your squad. Um, and, and that's, you, you did bring up before we hit record. I, we didn't want him to turn into Yolmer Sanchez. And that's, that's kind of my biggest worry here is that if you have a log jam and they say that this guy is a quick mover through the system. Yeah. He wants to play anywhere and he's, he's on record saying he's going to play anywhere and, he just kind of fits this mold of super utility guy. Now, you know, you never know. He could beat out somebody for a position. But let's be honest. Are the Sox going to play Nick Magical over Yon Moncada, the guy that they traded no, Chris which, Sale for? No, which I, I don't understand why Moncada is not a shortstop. Like, how do you – I mean, I know he 
played third base growing up, right? Or in the Red Sox system? He did play third base right? on the Red Sox, yeah. And there's actually been a few articles what out there that Yon Moncada could play center field. I, I'm sure he could play anywhere on the field he wanted to. Which is why I'm wondering he's not a shortstop. And um, I think that I'm looking at something here, and according to Fangraphs, uh, they've got some of these draft prospects that will make the top 100 right away. You got Casey Mize coming in at 33, and then Madrigal at 35, and Bart down at 60. Uh, Brady Singer not on the list. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but well, Brady Singer did kind of just have this massive free fall in the draft, uh, and he wound up on the Royals. I guess even being in the Singer camp pre-draft, and now I'm not going to build myself as an expert here uh, in you know, collegiate baseball rankings or, or even high school baseball rankings. I do not get paid to watch these guys play like scouts do. Um, but I think I was more or less looking for another pitching prospect rather than somebody who plays the infield. But uh, there was definitely something that was wrong with Singer that, that's, I guess, not publicized right now, and nor would it be. But there's a reason that that guy fell. It's not just, you know, oh, my God, nobody remembered to pick Singer. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, he, he's got – he was the best starter on the team that won the College World Series last year. He's been the, I mean, Florida's number one seed in, overall in the tournament again this year. He's the number one pitcher on their team. And I don't know – I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to change the subject here real quick. Uh, so I was at the dash game tonight. I was sitting, um, I was kind of just piddling around. It was pretty boring. So I went out and sat in the right field bleachers. Just, to, I don't know, really know why. But anyway, so some of Gavin Sheets' teammates from Wake Forest were sitting out there. And they were talking about Casey Mize. And it was funny because they brought up Casey Mize. Uh, and they're, all of them were like, you know, Casey Mize is going to be. They just went on and on and on about him. So, I, I mean. I don't know. It's funny because you heard Singer's name at the beginning of the year and then not Mize. And Mize all of a sudden, I mean, you heard Mize's name, but then he just came out of nowhere. So here's what, here's what I'm getting at. So Mize is with the Tigers, and Singer and his teammate Jackson Coe are with the Royals. So I'm just, as a typical Chicago sports fan, I can just see those three guys just dominating the White Sox in the AL Central for you know, and that's, 10 years. I, so that I echo that very strongly. The the When I saw Singer go to the Royals, I guess the pessimist in me – it was like great. So now we get to watch the two two guys that we potentially had a chance at drafting. Had we either a not finished the season so strongly last year, or b decided to go singer over Madrigal, probably caused the White Sox lineup fits. Um, maybe that's just mental conditioning over the past ten years of White Sox baseball, but that's definitely something that crossed my mind as well. It's like quarterbacks in the NFC North, and just I just I don't know just. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Are we are we getting close to bringing up the Bears again? Yeah, I've been t- yeah. We'll bring up Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I've been tortured by him my whole life. Bears oh. are gonna win nine games. Oh, oh, smoking hot take. How about that, huh? That was spicy. Yeah. That one. I, yeah. I, actually, I would say six, hey. but that yeah. Ooh, hey. I saw somewhere uh, NBC Sports put out a, a tweet that it said that some publication had them winning four. <laughs> so I'm not sure how they get worse, but, you know, whatever. 
anyway. think th- my my Bears prediction this year is that at some point Cherizi will get in front of a CLTV camera again and do another <laughs> interview. That's my Bears <laughs> prediction for the week. So speaking of the Section 108 guys in Cherizi, I mean, you just kind of brought him up. Uh, we got a tweet sent out today by My Sox Summer, and he was wondering why we haven't been putting out any podcasts since the White Sox Dave one because uh, I ex- his daughter I needs that some earlier. new content. His daughter needs some new content. All right. Well, you can cut it. <laughs> well, I, I explained it earlier that you were on the DL. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. But we didn't explain this earlier. So we were going to give a shout out to my sock summer's daughter. I don't know her government name. I, Tony was trying to dig up what her actual name was. So I think that's probably something that that he wants to keep maybe to himself and not on the Internet. Yeah, maybe not full government, but like first name. Like, uh, okay, continue. I'm pretty sure you she goes. I'm pretty sure she goes by Little Miss Shortstop. And if that's incorrect, we'll correct it at, at a later date. But we wanted to give her a shout out. We hope she's enjoying this episode. Uh, obviously, a big fan of the show, big friend of the show. So keep on listening. We we can't thank her enough. Are we done? No, not at all. We just oh, we, we were gonna we were no we, we, no, we just we needed to and we totally forgot. Yeah, we were supposed to do that at the beginning. At the end, we wanted we, we wanted could. we wanted her to listen to the full episode, so we figured yeah. if we if we did it somewhere in the middle go. of your interview, it would be the perfect time for it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's on me. All right, let's oh, get I don't back. care. I thought you guys were wrapping it up, and I was like, well, we got. I got some other things to say, but you know. Well, no, it's. I mean, we've only been we've only been live for like twenty minutes. We can keep this rolling for quite a while. I'm pretty sure we can talk a lot more about Nick Madrigal. Yeah. yeah so let's go back to that. Nick Madrigal. You guys were talking about how he uh, he played second base because the um, his shortstop on his team was a more superior defender. Uh, we kind of dug into that. The shortstop from Oregon State. I don't know. I don't know his name, but he was also drafted in the first round. He was a supplemental pick. Caden Greener, I think Kaden it was. Yeah. So that kind of, I mean, like, I don't know. My view on that is while he obviously wasn't better than the guy at defense, you know, it's not like the guy was awful. He still got drafted in the first round. Right. You guys said he hit, still hit 326 or something. So, like. Yeah. So, like, that's not the end of the world. It's not like he back he was like behind backed up behind some dude that was hitting like 270 and only because of his defense was playing short i don't know it's just a very just a very curious pick i and some people are saying the magical is the best talent in the whole draft and i don't know if he was the best talent in the whole draft how did he not go number one overall i mean obviously besides casey buys but wouldn't wouldn't you expect him to go number two who went two Bomb? Joey Bart. I think it was Bart. Yeah, and Bart and then Bomb went three. They went yeah. catcher. Yeah, the Giants went catcher because Posey's going to move eventually. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, Posey looks like he's destined for a DH spot in the AL. I kind of wish that baseball is like all the other sports and you just draft him like some magical to the White Sox tomorrow. You know, or when he's done at Oregon State. And, you know, send Bart. Like, I don't know. I just wish that, I wish that would be. Of course, that's what they did. I know some pitchers do that. Like Finnegan did that, of course. And then the Sox didn't take too much time with Chris Sale. But those are like the exceptions to the rule, though. Yeah, you don't see that very often. But then again, I mean, that's that's what makes baseball so interesting, I think. And 
the fact that the minor league system is just so vast and you have so many players all vying for these spots. And it's really funny to watch these drafts. You've got that whole first, the the first section, I would say, of the first round is just flooded with all this talent that isn't even going to sniff the major leagues normally for another two to three years. And then you start to look down into the you know the 20th rounds and you're just picking names out of a hat basically yeah the Sox, uh one of their like 30th round picks they spent on uh it was actually a cool story they had used it on some kid who was a high school baseball player who wasn't even really like a prospect he, you know he's not going to end up playing for the Sox or anything but they drafted him because he had lost both of his parents within the last year i don't know if you guys saw that yeah, I did. I did see that he lost his his both of his parents within a very short span of time, and then uh, also lost one of his really good friends too. Um, and uh, it was a very nice gesture by the White Sox. But to me, that also, and I don't want to take away from from how awesome that is for this kid to get drafted. But does that not signify that maybe there's too many rounds in the draft if teams are using picks on people who they would never even consider signing or even, you know, have any interest in, in playing. Uh, did, did, uh, did Kenny Williams take his son again? <laughs> no, but they took Larry, they took Larry they, King's kid. Yeah, they did take Larry King's other son. I think they now have taken both of his, his kids. Of them, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget Kyle Williams. I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, Kenny's son. Obviously, he played football at Arizona State too. Do you guys remember when he, he fumbled played that for the? Yeah, he played for the yeah. Niners. Yeah, that was an important. And he fumbled yeah, that against the Giants. It was uh, 2012, I think. I'll never forget that because I, I don't know where I was. I was watching. Well, it was funny because fumbled. when that happened during that game, at one point, the announcer, I think it was Joe Buck too, had mentioned like the Kyle Williams, son of White Sox um, president or vice president Kenny Williams, and it was hilarious because you guys like Buck. Joe Buck, um, yeah, I, yeah. I can tolerate him more than other people. I feel, but that's just because we haven't been in the playoffs in so long. So I don't, we don't get that much of Joe Buck. Like the Sox are never on I Fox. Care. I right, take it right, you're right. not. I take it you're not a Joe Buck. Yeah, guy. you're saying it like you hate Joe Buck. No, I don't. I, I actually like him because I think all the Cubs fans hate him, so I kind of like him. I mean, I, that's I, more yeah, than that's, that's, that's more, more than any reason to love somebody. Is That's why Cubs I feel like I say I like can tolerate him. him more than other people because I feel like all I see is hate for him on Twitter, but I don't mind him. I feel like he also, um, I mean, I guess football doesn't matter. He doesn't really matter. <laughs> he likes the football. Back to the Bears. Here we go, back to the Bears. And this happens every damn week. <laughs> Does it really? Yes. Uh, it it seems. This this, I, don't, this, I don't know. Harry Tynowitz, Harry Tynowitz started this. Started it. He and then, started it. and then the one away guys did it again. Brought up, they brought I'm up not, the hair. I'm not quite sure if White Sox Dave brought up the Bears, but there's probably a good chance that he did, maybe on air or off air. Well, actually, you guys had a long talk about the Wildcats, so I, I'm going to count that the same. Football off talk. air, yeah, we, off air. You guys had a long about, conversation about Northwestern. We talked about Northwestern for like forty-five minutes. I'm sure he wanted to just mute his mic and just end the call. I I wouldn't let him stop talking about him. Why was, did you talk so much about that? 
Well, because well, first of all, we were talking about that freaking game against Purdue where they have to play on Friday night or Thursday night or whatever. So we were pissed Thursday about night that. Season, August That's 30th. so stupid. That is. Re- are you going? Um, just it depends on what school I have with IMG. Yeah. That that is so stupid though. Big time football on a Thursday. That, this isn't the pack. This isn't the Mac. You know. I I don't know. It's kind of cool to be honest with you. If they did it on a Saturday night, I wouldn't have cared. Well, I mean. Purdue just got lights a few years ago, so. Oh, really? Night games. Yeah, they've been trying to play these night games. Like, they played Ohio last year at night, which is really okay. cool. Um, but, and then I, I, they're playing with us in open season. Like, they're all yeah, playing a Big Ten. I'm, pi- I'm pissed that we're getting into Big Ten games right away because Thorson's coming off that injury, his ACL injury, and I'm honestly worried because we normally don't have a problem with Purdue, but I feel like the they're going to give us a problem this year. But anyways, back to anyway, the Anyway, anyway, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we're here on Shy Socks Weekly with our guest, Clinton Cole from Future Socks. We can make it Purdue we Weekly. Are, we, are, we are breaking down important White Sox news, like who Northwestern's playing in their first week matchup. Uh, yeah. We've also talked a little bit about the draft. Let's re-engage Clinton. Let's steer this back on track a little bit. John, have you taken your bathroom break? I haven't, but I don't have to for at least another 10 minutes. I was going to crack another beer, too. But Clinton had mentioned, I don't know if it was off-air. I'm kind of forgetting when we're on-air and when we're off-air at this point. But Clinton had mentioned that the Sox took a couple of kind of bigger college-name pitchers who maybe didn't have the best year, but, you know, kind of like something to look for. So maybe give us a a little in-depth of a couple of those guys that you had talked about earlier. Well, it's not as much. All of these guys seem to be like, not 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 objects, but there's something wrong with all of them. <laughs> like you know, obviously there's a reason they're not in first round picks. So obviously, I think Connor Pilkington uh, from Mississippi State, he's a six three lefty. Who I mean, you guys told me that Hostelers said that they were considering him at number four at some point. Yes, and they got him. At I was eight. I was listening to the to the Chuck Garfine. Uh, White Sox podcast earlier today and Haas Etler was on and did mention that he, he was considered at the number four pick originally. I don't know how recent originally means, but I think he said at some point last year when they submitted names for who that, that pick was going to be or their, who they were considering for that pick, he was on that list and they were very happy that he fell to the third round. Um, what is oh, hold on? What timeout right there? All right, <laughs> you've got a guy who you think is going to be the fourth best player in the draft. He doesn't drop to fifteen twenty. He drops to eighty one. What does that tell you about your scouting? Well, he had like a four point eight ERA. I remember look. I didn't That's look too point. much at what the draft was this year but i remember looking at like the earlier round picks because that's normally what i care about and i remember the first picture they took i looked at his stats and i believe that's pickerington or you talk or pick pilkington are you talking about let's and let's get to the let's get to the point eight eight era let's get to the real year. hard truth about the white Sox farm system and this is something that i don't think a lot of i i think a lot of people who are following what's going on with the white Sox know this but maybe it's not talked about enough most of this talent that's in the system did not come from White Sox scouting, drafting, or any of that. This was all acquired via trade. If you look at most of our top it. 10 guys, the, these were all moves that were made in the sale deal, the Eaton deal, 
the Frazier deal. Yeah. If you look you at got, if got. you look at if you look at some of these guys who have been drafted by the system, I mean, where where's Courtney Hawkins right now? See, but like you're kind of you're kind of stretching that back. Is I mean, they've made obviously they've made changes. Like Hostetler's only been the director of player development for like three years now or four years I'm, now. So I'm like, not, I'm not going after Hostetler. I'm going after this as a whole. Oh, I see. There's, I mean, yeah, I feel not, like the system's just cursed. <laughs> Their whole drafting system is just cursed. Now, I mean, I don't know how long Chris Getz has actually been in charge of the, of the minor league operation either, but. He hasn't been stopped playing for that long. He's still playing a few years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got, so, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe this is going to turn the corner, but if you really look at at this system, the the guys that are big in the rebuild right now that were White Sox draft picks, uh, you've got Alec Hansen, and he's been injured for most of his developmental time Has so he been far. Pitched yet? You know what? I thought he was. And it's just it seems like there's something wrong with him because he is not getting enough attention from anybody this year at all. And I'm wondering just personally if there's something more to whatever is going on with Alec Hansen that that we don't know about. Because for somebody as highly as they talked about last year, uh, you would just think that there would be more. So I've got some sort of eerie feeling about him, and he's one of the guys I'm most excited for. Uh, Birdie's been injured. Jake Berger's injured. Um, Rodon was a draft pick. Rodon's been injured multiple times. Um, did Zach, Zach Collins Fulmer has been fairly very healthy. Fulmer has been just absolutely terrible. Um, so I don't know if that's bad luck or if they're drafting these guys that are very injury-prone or just – I don't know. It just doesn't give me that warm and fuzzy feeling that this is all going to work out. And I don't. I'm not trying to be a pessimist about it, but a lot of the stuff that the Sox have have the talent that they've drafted just doesn't seem to work out. I, I, you can go back as far as Gordon Beckham. I don't um, know. Yes. I, I guess. I just. I was sorry. I was, I was looking up Alec Hansen. So May 22nd of this year. I got a tweet from someone from Extended Spring Training said Alec Hansen, 92-95, tight 70s curveball and extended spring training. I don't have anything since then, though. That's weird. I have anything since 522, and that was a few weeks three ago. Week, that's three weeks ago. I, I don't know. Now, you're around You're around this kind of stuff more than, than we are, and the minor leagues are – not exactly subject to the same kind of, I guess, media prodding that that a major league team would be to. And if he's an extended, I don't really think that there's anybody really there covering it to begin with. Is this, no, this is, is some this, tweet from a guy. Yeah, is is this kind of normal behavior for for a baseball organization to just kind of put somebody who's within their top five prospects in a rebuild year, just completely off the radar of everybody and and kind of hide them. I honestly have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking, and I see – I don't see anything. Um, I do see this, that Nick Hosteller said Connor Pilkington is a similar case to Alec Hansen. He had first-round potential before his numbers disappointed his junior year since he has special command. I don't know what that means. Um, but I, I don't see anything, anything else about – about Alec Hansen. It's just like he just fell off the face of the earth. I don't I don't understand. 
was Hot Stetler in charge of Carson <laughs> Fulmer pick? <laughs> the, the Carson <laughs> Fulmer pick? <laughs> God, you got me so all that's screwed the, that's up. That's the moment where we pause the show, or not even pause, but we got to ask Tony how many beers he's had. Uh, I'm rolling on number five since we started this whole thing. Man, about... <laughs> I want to ask you guys a serious question. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking a Gatorade, but here's a serious question. What are your thoughts on eating an entire frozen pizza? Uh, what kind of frozen pizza? Like, 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 very like Jack's, important. You know, uh, Jack's, Jack's probably not. DiGiorno, home run in. I'm game. Okay, Absolutely. I meant the amount, not like. I didn't mean quality. Yeah, but like quality converts to quantity. That's did they do they consider Domino's frozen pizza? <laughs> Any one of those chains is definitely like a medium pizza. Domino's is the same size as a frozen pizza, right? Right. They're like so, twelve inches. So there was a. There was a delivery of a Domino's pizza to work today, um, and it just kind of sat there for like two or three hours. And at the end of the day, before I left, I'm like, nobody's eating this. I'm just going to eat it. I'm pretty sure I got through about three quarters of it before I left in a, in a matter of about ten minutes. So a medium, on, you're saying? Yeah, it was like a medium. I'm not quite sure what the size was. I'm pretty sure it was free from – you know, some event that some vendor sponsored or whatever, but I couldn't let the free pizza get passed up. Like I'm eating a frozen pizza right now, but um, I was wondering how much frozen pizza you guys have eaten at one time in your life. Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay, just wondered. But anyway, you just gotta but, you just but, gotta make the one slice, fold it over, and then just make sandwich slices. Now, now here's a weird question for both of you because my wife does this constantly. Ranch with frozen pizza. It's incredible. What do you talk? What do you mean it's a? Weird let me. Question? Let me. Um, it's funny you bring up ranch. Uh, my girlfriend, the aforementioned girlfriend, um, soon to be wife, but um. Uh-oh. Ooh, Scoop City, the little Scoop Whoa, City right there. You've been calling City. her your girlfriend, not your fiance. I hope she doesn't listen. No, we're, we're we're getting there soon. We'll, we'll get there soon enough. Um. Okay. Uh, but anyways, she loves she loves ranch with her pizza. She actually hates frozen pizza, but she which I mean it's fine. She said it's just whatever. But we're like like we went, we went to a place here in Winston Salem. This is Thursday, so it was Tuesday. Um, and she, anywhere we go, she likes she loves ranch with, with her pizza. And is that something you guys do? It doesn't have to be frozen pizza, but any pizza. Yeah. No, I do. And another thing that I do is like I'll mix ranch and ketchup and like dip my fries in it. I'm a weirdo. All right, that's that's enough of that. <laughs> he said that's enough of that. Try it. Try it. Holy Anybody out there, try terrible. it. It's so good. So, John, 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 before we before you go any farther into your eating habits, I I was pretty sure that I had a little intel report that you're on a fish and chicken diet. Um, so I don't think there's going to be any more ranch pizza for you or fries. Yeah. So I've been trying to eat, well, because I got super sick and my immune system was just absolutely trash. So I I haven't gotten enough of like any, I don't know. I could eat a lot of like steak and like any meat in general, but obviously salmon and like, I have just a freezer full of salmon and chicken right now. So we're rolling with that for the time being, uh, I, it's my birthday on Saturday, so I'm gonna kind of—I'm not even on like a full-blown diet, but I'm trying to watch what I eat. So, Tony had to be I'm a dick about it. 
I lost 60 pounds last year. Oh, um, Jesus, good for you. Well, I've, I've gained like 20 of it back, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I did that but, too. Like I've been, like I've been eating food at this ball at the ballpark for two months, and they don't have, they're not giving you steaks and fish and, and chicken. You're getting chicken, but you're getting fried chicken tenders and and cheeseburgers and crap. But anyway, besides the point, I don't know. But the diet thing, salmon, salmon's really the only fish I can tolerate, and that's in very very small sizes. Exactly. I am, I, I am know. right there with you. I, I will occasionally engage in, in salmon. Tony, your dad so, is going to love this episode. Well, you know, if <laughs> if anybody doesn't, yeah, my my dad is a food guy. Um he's he's pretty big on Twitter. He's pretty big on Twitter. Uh, I don't know how much of this you're going to cut out, but we just got I, like I'm going to I'm going to roll with this I'm going to roll with this full thing at Tony on food. Um I he just annihilates what you would even think that he would have as far as followers, I actually have to get a live stat on this right now because it's pretty, oh my god, twenty thousand five hundred. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. I have no idea how he has amassed that many followers on Twitter. Um, uh, he travels a lot, so uh, for work, so he does go to some pretty cool restaurants and and takes pictures of the food. I guess so. Yeah, uh, if anybody's not following at Tony on Food, which apparently twenty thousand people are, um, give him a follow. I don't think, I don't think he needs. I guess the Taylor Swift at Soldier Field the other day. Yep, he he was at the Taylor Swift show. Uh, I Tony, was well. Tony, were you there with him? I was actually. I was at the Taylor Uh-oh. Swift show. We were. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were. Way to call it out. I was. We we took my daughter. Um, Did you sing we, along? Uh, I did 100%. not sing along. I did not no, sing no, no, along. No, 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 no. We're not letting that slide. A hundred percent, he sang along. I did. I absolutely did not sing along. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter did. Uh, actually, uh, I spent most of the concert, at least the first few uh, acts or whoever was playing first, searching for earplugs because we had forgotten the ear earplugs for my my daughter when we went to the show, and of course we were sitting very close to to the stage and it was incredibly loud humble brag humble brag uh, got it got to thank at tony on food for those seats uh he hooked us up so um very good yeah very good absolutely well, anyways um another I'm great gonna, another great segment on you guys oh, well we're just talking about whatever this is this is good i hope you guys don't cutting this out because this is you know it's here, here's the best part of it. We have not talked about that the big league club at all because they don't deserve to be talked about. I guess they've they've played well as of late, and I guess they can win their. We already covered that, Clint. We spent we, about five minutes get, on it. We gave them we gave them <laughs> no. the five minutes that they deserve. Uh, no, no, I meant I meant with with me. It's good because they don't deserve to be talked about. And so, yeah, I'd rather not talk about them. Fair enough. Then we won't bring them up. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should because I sense a little bit of fire and passion coming out of I kind of want Matt Skull back, though. I mean, we could talk about that. I, there's no, not really room for him. What do you mean there's not room for them? They have the worst record in baseball. I know, but still, there's not room for Palka. How is there going to be room for him? Well, I, I think... You know, that was, we ran another poll on that. I mean, well, yeah, okay. We're gonna I was going to say, about, all right, let's talk, gonna... about, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the poll that you ran. It, what were happening. the results? 
What were the results? So You're getting today, sucked in, I man. well because this is a thing that's been talked about a lot on White Sox Twitter and just in general lately is um, with Matt Davidson coming back from his injury that you know they're going to kind of slide him into that DH role and they refuse and they refuse to take Trace Thompson out of that outfield uh, rotation. So Palka is going to get his at bats cut into, which I think is bullcrap because he's been not killing it but doing better than the average White Sox. <laughs> All right, you so I want, I want, I want some opinion. Are you guys fantasy baseball guys? I just had an incoming uh, trade proposal: Yon Moncada for Walker Buehler and Jack Flaherty. Walker Buehler, first off, but right, uh, whatever, you know, I, who's the other one? Is that John Flaherty's guys. son? Jack Flaherty, St. Louis. I don't even know who that is. I would deny it though, because I don't think I think I don't think Buehler is going to be. I mean, like he's good, but I don't think he's going to be like Yon Moncada good. I realize why I realize why I went Burler because it's Burley. And it just looks like yeah. Burley to me. Yeah. Well, didn't you give up a lot for Mankato? We talked about this before. You gave up Corey Seager something for we him. We did. It was actually uh, the deal. I did Corey Seager. This was this was while Mankato was on the Red Sox. Uh, it's a good deal. I did uh, Corey Seager for Mankata, Gene Segura. And uh, a couple of other pieces too in that deal. I'd have to go back like three years to grab it, but um, I'm I'm hoping to get Corey Seager back. He's he's on the DL. He's still on the team that I traded to. This is actually the guy that uh, that uh, is proposing this this trade. He wants he wants my Kata back, but uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm gonna decline this one, and we'll have him on as a guest in a later show. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Keep our keep our listeners on edge there. We were supposed to have him on forever ago. Yeah, we'll tell you when we're not recording. It's okay. a yeah, guest that we're gonna have on. It's a pretty big name. It's a it's a pretty oh, yeah. big yeah, it's a pretty big name of, of somebody that uh is also not a White Sox name, name but just not a, a White Sox name, name, but just a just a baseball name. Yeah, we'll we'll take that one off air, but he uh He's running this fantasy baseball league for for quite a while, and his team has just notoriously always been stacked. Um, I don't know how he's amassed this. Maybe it's me trading all of my good players to him over the course of like the last four years. But right now he's rolling with Freddie Freeman, Jose Altuve, Jose Altuve, Chris Bryant, Manny Machado, uh, Devers. Uh, he's got Trey Turner. And Corey Seager. So, wow. it's a pretty scary lineup. Eh, that's pretty good, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, guys. I, I just think that the um, – I'm actually, I'm going to ask you guys something. When do you guys think Kopech and Eli should be called up? You're stealing our thunder here. This is why we brought you on. This is what we asked you, man. This is, no, yeah, this okay. is what we asked well, you. Uh, I mean, I actually I was just on Sean and Maya in the morning like a couple of days ago, and they asked me, and I I mean obviously we're probably going to see Kopech before Eloy based off of Kopech's in AAA right now and Eloy's in Double A, but another thing is is we still have to see Eloy in Triple A. So I mean Kopech I could see pre All Star break, but oh, Eloy is definitely not happening until after the All Star break. I don't even I, I honestly have no idea if either one of these guys anymore because Eloy first Eloy is the, the youngest player in the Barons. This is ridiculous to even think about. Um, but Kopech, like, 
Well, Rodon coming back clouds that even further, regardless of, you know, the back end of the uh, rotation kind of being crappy. You still got in there. You're still going to have Giolito, Lopez, and Rodon taking up three of those spots, you know. God God forbid they call Fulmer back up. Fulmer's not coming back up. God forbid they They'll, call Fulmer. They back better up. call Kopech up before they call Fulmer back up. That's you where I know I'm at that. you that's absolutely know that is not going to happen. They are going to call Fulmer back up. It's going to frustrate the hell out of everybody. It's I don't know. I mean, we're past Super Two, so it's really, it's really up to Han at this point. I don't know. I really, I really feel like the Bills would never get caught up in all this mess with the Yeah, right? They're just going to get traded yeah. in another organization before they even see yeah, it in the South. Han's going to pull that deal on Machado for a half year. Let's just talk that about That would be all, 30 you know for what? 30 you know what? Let's, here, here is, here's a little good segment that we should get into. What is the worst thing that could happen to the rebuild? What is your disaster case scenario? Like what? But something that's realistic. I'm just in a really I, nasty. I'm in a really nasty mood today for some reason. Like I'm very negative, and I've realized that. But wait till Magical has another issue with his wrist. <laughs> he said, "What? What did you just say?" Uh, I said, I, I, "I feel like I'm in a very, you know, it's negative that, mood." That pizza but... he ate. No, not the pizza. But didn't didn't Nick Magical have an issue with? With his hand, yeah, his he had a broken, he had a broken wrist. He must like the first half of the year. Yeah, watch him, oh, watch yeah, him, yeah. watch him break his wrist again. Oh god! I don't know why I'm talking I, today. We should not have recorded today. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I think when you when you when you ask this question, you're basically just asking who is the most important player in this rebuild. Is what you're asking, and then having them get hurt is what it is. That's Eloy. Eloy Jimenez. So who is that? Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, is it? I would still say it's Mankata, dude. I, I really would. I mean, just because he's on the major league level doesn't mean it's, I'm going to stray away from the fact that he's probably the most important piece because that's supposed to be our superstar. I mean, Eloy is, is too. I, I get that. Uh, uh, I, think, is, I think you have to say Mankata and Kopech because you got rid of Kyle for them. That's true. Because if one of them, like if Kopech wins the Cy Young, Mankata is just a, an average player. That's still a win. Still win the trade. That's still a win. You know what I mean? So I think if you do that, you have to group them in terms of that because of what you gave up for Chris Sale. So what duo do you think will be a more dynamic duo? Eloy and Cease or Kopech and Mankata? That's actually a pretty good question. Not oh, to toot my own horn. Yeah. Or what about Dunning, Gilito, and Lopez? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Well, um, I'm saying there's one, there's one position, one pitcher. One position player, one pitcher. Right. Um... I, I, I kind of think it's going to be uh, Eloy and Cease, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm so, siding with that as oh, well. Oh, I didn't tell you guys. I actually uh, think I, I'm with I, you on that. I interviewed Dylan Cease today uh, before the game. That was fun. Um, just for like, we talked for like three or four minutes. Um, just about just about a few things. And apparently he is now into Fortnite. So he's going to have carpal tunnel. Like, who, who, who else had... So well, you should uh, you should ask these guys if they play PlayStation because I am like oh, the biggest Fortnite. the biggest Fortnite guy ever. So tell them they come play with Dane, me. Dane Dunning and Jake Berger are are very big Fortnite yeah. players. Right, yeah. and so I asked I asked Dylan. I said, speaking of which, this interview is not coming out. So here's a little inside scoop for you guys. Um, 
I asked Dylan, I said, you know, so what do you, what do you guys, I asked him, I said, if Dunning got caught up and you guys still talk, he goes, yeah, well, I just bought a PlayStation and he's, we're playing Fortnite together. And I go, are you any good? He goes, no, not yet, but Dane's really good. So I, apparently Dane has gotten Dylan into playing Fortnite. So there you go. Okay. Is On this, PlayStation. Okay. Is this something that we should be worried about? What else are you doing? Since, uh, no, not at all. I, I balance Fortnite in the podcast. I'm 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 not to not to brag, but I'm actually really good at Fortnite, and I would love to play with them because <laughs> I guarantee I could catch some wins with them. That would be awesome. I've played about five times, and I've not won once. It's I tricky have, if you haven't played it. Like you got to play it a lot. I have not dove into Fortnite at all. Um, NHL is my my video game of choice. Uh, but yeah. It, I know a lot of – there's been a lot of stories about athletes and specifically Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite um, in general. Right. I did I did read a, 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 an anonymous news story about a, an NHL prospect who was drafted very highly. The, 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 the player was not named. But uh, one of the things that, that some of these scouts and coaches said about this kid was that because of his late-night gaming sessions and – you know the effect that that had on him in practice the next day. That the kid will never actually crack the NHL uh, due to a gaming addiction, and they've been trying to send him to, uh, you know, therapists and you know, what what have you to get him back into, you know, like a regular schedule that somebody who's, you know, has the chance to make tons of money, generational money. Um, but is wasting it away in late night gaming sessions. So that's why it's, it's something that I, I ask is, is is this something that we should be worried about? Uh, hopefully these guys are playing responsibly, I guess. But uh, I guess with uh, with Jake Berger, he could play all he wants. But you know, Dane Dunning and Dylan Cease, I guess we could. So we that's could really monitor uh, that's, that situation. That's interesting that you bring that up because at the beginning of the year, um, I don't know, on on the Sox Twitter, they have this thing called like Sox TV where they do all these, like, like they did one on Jose Abreu with that kid the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, so I've seen they those do all clips. these like little inside like clips of, with the players and whatnot. And they did one on Lucas Giolito. And I don't know if you guys watched it. It was at the very beginning of the year. It was like around spring training. And the dude is a huge gamer nerd, and I never knew this. And I guess he was like, like a competitive gamer growing up, and like was in tournaments and stuff. And like he said it like jokingly, but he was like, you know, I'll always have something to fall back on. And and like he has like a thousand like thousand dollar gamer setup. Like it's crazy. Like and it's weird to see this new age of like kind of like that generation become like professional athletes. And like like you said, it'll be interesting to see how they balance it. Well, well that was you like got to you got to also in come into the fact that these guys, I mean, <laughs> they don't work. I guess your traditional nine to five, like you know the rest of everybody else does. So you know after the game, I could see these guys getting home and trying to wind down with a video game, and that's one of the things that I like to do is wind down, play play video games with uh, some of my friends and stuff. And I can see how easy it is for the night to just pass when you're when you're playing a video game. And I don't know if I, I feel I, – I hope Michael Kopech isn't a, isn't a gamer. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't know if I want somebody starting, you know, the, the getaway Wednesday game or the getaway Thursday game at 1 o'clock after he gets home from the ballpark at, you know, 1030 and 
you know, plays until 3 a.m. and then needs to pitch the next day. I think uh, the uh, 80s mats proved us that there might be a little bit to, more to worry about with the late night activities than video games. Yeah, I mean, at least I'm not doing coke and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I get what Honestly, you're saying, though. You know I, I mean? 100% get what you're saying. But and you got to remember, like, it could be worse. 20, 21, 22 years old. So think about like when we kids. were that age. Like, yeah. what were well, we doing? John, John is know? that age. I John am is that age. age. And it didn't stop right. him from so, going on the DL for the past two weeks. So, I'm there playing you go. a lot of Fortnite. Well, I, I also hope you're not doing tons of Coke either. So, there you go. Never will. <laughs> yeah, whoa. It, it, exactly. <laughs> so, I think, like, you've got to, it's like you win some, you lose some. I would much rather them be playing Fortnite. And getting trashed every every night or something, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, I don't know. I'd rather than is there something like wrong with getting? Something. You know, just because he's playing the video game doesn't mean he can't be getting trashed at the same time either. Is that what you do, Tony? Absolutely. That's, that's my. That's what Tony thing. does. That's why he slid that in there. <laughs> I would rather hey. than be doing it at home in the privacy of their own home. That is than true. Doing it, at, you know what I mean? So I, I that, know. Then it's on no basis. Hey, everybody I'd deserves. Rather, yeah. Everybody deserves to one away at some point. That's true. All right, Tony, you called it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bathroom break on you, my guy. Here we go. Said so here we go. What are we at? <laughs> been this, this, for this, an hour and a half. I got a piss, dude. This is number Come one. On. All right, you want me to pause it? Do you want, do you want me to pause you, it for you? You guys, you guys can talk. I don't care. You had it covered. I'm here, but. All right, so we are back now after John's bathroom break, and he also may or may not have stubbed his toe on the way back. He's probably going to need to get that checked out. And That's such an probably, irrelevant bit of information. Probably going to be another two weeks before we do another podcast because oh, okay. I don't know if John will be able to handle it. <laughs> but uh, while we were on break and while John was cursing at whatever he stubbed his toe on uh, – Clinton actually found uh, an interesting tidbit about somebody who we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah, so uh, now I've lost it. So that, that's <laughs> about right. Here it comes. Hold on. Three, two, one. Here it is. So at Shy Sox Matt, who uh, I don't know, just a regular person, he tweeted, what's the deal with Alec Hansen, Hansen uh, beginning to worry? Hashtag White Sox at Chuck Garfine at J.R. Fagan. Uh, Fagan, Fagan, I should know. I met him here in Winston. Uh, on Robert, Robert, Robert. Huh? It's he just went oh, through the same. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I get sidetracked easily. It's the uh, ADHD. But anyway, so in Hickory, the PA guy was calling him Luis Robert the entire time. So anyway, back to this. Uh, Fagan replied with, "He had been making starts and extended spring training that seemed to be going fine." but it does seem like he won't have much more than half a season at best. So we can say that Alec Hansen is alive, has been pitching, uh, but doesn't seem like he'll be with anyone for more than half a season. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, I don't know. So they're saying they're going to shut him down? I don't really... I don't know. I mean, it just means that he's... Once he starts... Oh, once he comes back, he... Okay. He's not going to be doing anything until July. Okay, okay. With, you know, Birmingham or maybe start him. I don't know where they start him. So he's not going to be making I really hope. Of- I really hope he gets to Charlotte at some point. I mean, I obviously do. he could be around September call-up. But, yeah, he was close to Charlotte when he got injured, right? Uh, 
I didn't pay much attention to him last year. I don't really know. I just not he lit it up for quite some time. Yeah, he. I mean, he was really good, but I don't know how close he was. Honestly, I'd forgotten about him until you know, seems like everyone got hurt again. But so what it seems like is he'll go to spring training and then uh, he'll probably start in Charlotte next year and be ready and you know, he'll be the the, the Kopech name next year with with Dunning and and, and Cease. I would imagine those guys. But exciting um, stuff. And the, uh, what? I said that's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's when that, that, that's when you'll get a good wave of prospects all at once. It seems like right yeah, now that exactly. we're waiting for stuff to trickle in, and then uh, there's going to be a point in time where the floodgates kind of open. I think that uh, probably some point next year, if not twenty twenty, right, you're going to see like right around oh, now next year. Yeah, I would imagine that there's going to be some sort of changing of the guard here. Um, Speaking of other prospects, uh, we are all members of the Savvy Zavala train. It uh, it was announced today that he is going to be the starting catcher in the uh, the Double A All Star game. Any insights uh, also, uh, he, on yeah, when he's going to get um, called up? Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I do know that he's already been called with my MLB The Show franchise in his first career home run last night. So congratulations to him on that. But in all in all seriousness, I, I I don't know. Like it just sucks that he was hurt when the Sox had to go through ten different catchers a few weeks ago. Um, because you saw what they brought up. I mean, Alfredo Gonzalez, my goodness, Drew and Mercedes went to Charlotte for a day or two, then they sent him back down to Winston. I, there's just there's nothing there. There's nothing in the Sox system at catcher other than. Um, you know, Zavala and Collins. So I just it, love, it's the a rough fact, life. I love the fact that neither of them are at AAA yet. Is this, is this because they want to keep that tandem together? Or I mean, was Alfredo Gonzalez was at AAA before, correct? Yeah, he was, he was at, uh, in Charlotte. Yeah. Why, why, why are, why is one of these guys not consistently getting starts at the AAA level right now? Collins is getting there. Yeah, Collins will get moved up here pretty soon. He's been getting on base at a pretty impressive clip. He, he and he's an all-star, right? Is Collins he is also an on the all-star too? team. Both were, yep, yeah, Sebi's getting the start, and then uh, Collins will probably come in midway through the game, you would expect. but Maybe that's the wake-up call that Han needed, was seeing them both named to the all-star team. Like, oh, crap, maybe one of them at least deserves to be up. It'll I probably wonder, be Zavala, won't you think? I, I'm not too too keen on what Gunnar Troutwine will bring to the table, but um, maybe he's the next guy through the system to replace these guys at double-A. I, I had high hopes for him, Gal, to be honest with you, that, uh, in terms of low-end this year, to be moved up, but he has not hit a ball at all. And... I, I thought they were saying that he was going to kind of maybe convert to first base, weren't they? There's that Zavala train again. I don't know if you heard it. Your check definitely moved to first base. Oh, it was your check that they did that up. with. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but Skalg, I mean, you TCU kids, and you know, you think of these kids that play at a better, a bigger program, have success in college. You hope, you kind of hope that 
they can kind of continue that like you know like you do in the NBA NFL and stuff like that he just hasn't hit and it's just been I think Carlos Perez caught the game that I was there I don't even know who that is um and <laughs> there's just I don't know who he is do you and they've no. got like three different catchers exactly they've got three different catchers and it's like you want some of these guys to to progress and they're just not um speaking of, of Canapolis real quick then I gotta I gotta take off um I'm not going anywhere, but you know what I mean. Um, so, you know, Laz Rivera's been leading the world in hitting, but I don't think he has a shortstop's arm. Uh, Tate Blackman's been playing really well for Canapolis. He, uh, a kid from Ole Miss who's playing second base, and he's been playing really well. Um, then they also they brought Luis Curbelo um, up to Canapolis. He's been playing a great third base. He, I know he's brought up as a shortstop, or he's played shortstop his whole life. But he's been playing a great third base. His bat's coming along. I think he gained like 20 pounds, so that makes more sense to why he's playing at third base. But the name, obviously, that you know, that people finally have, have kind of gotten the gotten accustomed to is Luis Gonzalez. Um, and last summer, I don't know if I told you guys the story, but told a lot of people a story. Last summer when I was in, in Palm Springs, um, running the media for that league out there, that summer collegiate league, our shortstop Hayden Schilling, who's very good. Um, went to New Mexico and was Luis's teammate. So during the draft, I asked because I saw the Sox drafted this kid from from uh, New Mexico. And so Luis or so Hayden, tell me about Luis. He's like, yeah, first round talent, but just had some some off the field issues, and he, that's why he dropped. And, and Luis Gonzalez, guys, he's he can play ball, and he he needs to be in Winston right now. But they've got the outfield blog jam, which. Takes us back to why do they draft an outfielder in the second round? No one, no one will ever know. But Luis Gonzalez, who um, another name to keep an eye on, he just had his 18 game hit streak snapped yesterday, so he's he's wow. been playing really, really well, and that's a name to 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 watch when these when this trickle down effect with Eloy happens, and whenever he gets moved and 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 Roberts ready to go, all these all these guys are moved around. Luis Gonzalez is a name that you don't want to miss. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your night for coming on. It was a fun time, Clint. We'd love to have you on again anytime you want to come on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah, and as we uh, as I go, Tony on food has now followed me, so that's good. That's wow. clutch. Yeah, it's very quick developments there. Big news. Big news. So. Well, you get back to the uh, to the girlfriend. Good luck with all uh, with how all yeah, that. Good luck, I know that good you luck got popping some, that you question. Some, you got some developments going on there. We'll uh, we'll touch base next time you're on. Obviously, uh, thank next, you. Next podcast, uh, yeah. Who, who knows what the situation will be? But yeah, it'll be good. Awesome. Well, again, thank you very much for for taking the time out of your day to come on and and, and chat with us. Uh, good stuff for everybody, uh, especially our listeners. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. We really enjoy uh, all the work that you uh, put into this, Clinton. It's uh, it's awesome to get that kind of coverage of what's going on, especially like we've uh, we've all kind of commiserated that uh, the the big league club is not doing anything this year, and it's always good to get that that kind of insight. What's going on down on the farm? Yeah, absolutely. Kelvin Charlotte too. It's just fun to be around them, and you know, to uh, hopefully see some of these guys on the uh, World Series team when they win it in here in a couple of years. All right, sounds good. All right, you take care, Clint. Take care. All right, and that was a little bit of a draft recap, kind of minor league check-in with our guy Clinton Cole from Future Sox. It's always a good time when we have Clinton on.
It is. We uh, our first return guest. He was our first guest. That that only felt right to bring him back for episode ten, post draft, uh, getting a look inside what's going on at the minor league level. Uh, man, that took all sorts of turns again. Uh, gotta but, know uh, if you very... can down a whole pizza. You know, we gotta know what the Bears are up to. You check in on college football. Check the worst. Check in uh, on, on Tony on food. We checked in on my dad little bit during that episode uh so really good stuff uh all stuff can i give my dad a shout out is this when i give my dad a shout out then we should always we should always give our dads a shout out we we do have father's day father's day is coming up and my mom kind of got mad at me for not giving all the moms a mother's day shout out so happy belated mother's day to all the lovely moms out there i doubt any moms listen to this podcast but for all hey, the there's got to be there. there's got to be some moms out there. We didn't do a Mother's Day episode, but next year next year we can do a Mother's Day episode. We can honor the moms, but it is coming up to Father's Day. And uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna give my dad a shout out. Uh, doesn't have a Twitter, but he is the reason I'm a Sox fan. So gotta give him a shout out. So happy almost Father's Day, Dad. Yep, happy Father's Day to my dad as well. Again, at Tony on Food, he has way more followers than i have so uh you could follow him uh but i hope you're following me because uh, i'm the one bringing the white Sox news but if you do like food uh he's got he's got you covered there uh i should get him into a food podcast you know what would be really cool uh, is, if we have, food is if we can have him on to review all the food at the rate Let's i think do it. we i think we've got a, a new segment Book planned. It. I will book okay. it. Next time I talk to my father, we're going to get him on. He'll review the food all over the ballpark. I think we could do this probably once a year whenever they release the new food items. Get See, a little review. Got, He'll let got, you know what's good and let got, you know what's We've trying. got people covering everything for you guys. Uh, I think you should a, really just tap into him being your social media coordinator to start. He should probably, he should probably coordinate my social media. My social media game is pretty weak. Um, I mean, we're talking like 100 people follow me. But, hey, I'm new to the Twitter game. I'm learning as I go. Uh, I probably should take a little bit of a hint from the old man on on how to run it. But, uh, again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I think that's it for us here at TriSox Weekly, Episode 10. Thank you again to Clinton Cole from Future Sox for joining us. Uh, John, you got anything else to close it out with? Going to Boston? I think we're going to Boston, right? Yeah, we're, we're going, going to, Boston to Boston because I always go to the Sox game on my birthday and they're not in town and I was kind of pissed. So I don't know if we're missing Chris Sale or if we get to see Chris Sale, but it's always nice to see him live we in do, action. We, you know, do get, miss him. we do get we do get some Chris Sale. Who's he, who's he going up against, you know? I feel like it's Giolito. It's getting That's pretty just, late. It's probably going to be Giolito. Maybe James Shields. That would be kind of right. fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. All right, it definitely won't be Shields because Shields just... No, I, actually, it. maybe it'll be Rodon. I don't know. We could just name all the starters. It's if it be is Rodon, of- that is going to be the game of the year, so look out for that. But other than that, you guys we have We can't a good promise week. you anything. Good week, good couple weeks, good year. We'll see you when we see you. This has been Shy Sox Weekly. Until then, go White Sox. Go White Sox. <laughs>